understand the miraculous plasticity of the human brain. The brain will even change its structure, the core, the architecture of the brain can change. This is neuroplasticity, once thought to be limited to youth. We now know it's a constant force in shaping who we are. Your mind can change the very substrate of its own operations. Helping us to learn. Adaptability is one of the most remarkable aspects of human intelligence. And I think plasticity is the mechanism behind it. And to heal. Well, you know, plasticity actually is at the core of a neurorehabilitation. An active field of study that's helping us to understand how we became us. As things move forward, we're going to see more and more how much our motor ability actually is tied to the way we think and feel. And I want to know whether there's anything we can do to harness or boost neuroplasticity in our daily lives. On this journey, I'm going to give you three hacks to help strengthen crucial connections and keep our minds younger in the process. As a science journalist, I've always been fascinated by the workings of the mind. And today I've come to Royal Holloway, University of London, to scan my brain before embarking on a six week brain altering course. Taking a moment to settle into this posture. This is Thorsten Barnhofer, professor of clinical psychology at Surrey University. He's currently running a study on the effects of mindfulness.
Yes, you are good, Dad. Yes, you are. You're my dream come true. Yes, you are.
Hi, everyone. Hey, thanks everyone for coming. I really appreciate it. I'm so psyched about today. Today is gonna pull it all together for everyone. All righty, here we are, it's 11 o'clock. I promised, um, I, I love that you all are here now and we are gonna get started. So we're on day three of the masterclass flourish on their own and this is the part where we complete our life gps having a plan for what we're going to practice makes so much sense because one of the uh, young adults i was working with yesterday or monday got a little bit um i don't know some would say he had a bit of a meltdown, you know, about just got overwhelmed because I was teaching and there was just a lot, this, there was a lot and he, the person had, you know, they'd just come home from work and they were tired and it was, there was just, you know, for them, it was just a lot that, that they had to, and everybody was getting concerned, but I really wanted to make sure that he understood uh, that, that that this was a safe place for him. And so um, what I, what we all did the best we could, you know, was to tell him, Hey, we get it. We've, we've been there. We've been overwhelmed. And um, one of the other graduates started to give him advice. And I, I just want you to notice that when you're, we start to give our kids advice, often that's when they start to shut down. So what we're doing in the third day is to give them and others the adaptive skills that they're going to need to practice, to make part of who they are so that we can handle whatever comes up. That's the point, you know, when I spoke with, when I, after we got him back, you know, after I listened and reflected, which we'll talk about today, I did the best that I could to assure him that things are hard in life and they are going to be hard in life. And it's perfectly okay for them to be um upset and feel, you know, it just, it hits you right in your chest. And then you're starting the thoughts and like our brains just in our whole system, our nervous system is set up to look at, to, to react to things. So there's two reactions. One happens right away. And it's like, <gasps> is that intake of breath? And then the second reaction is our brain turns on and gives us a whole series of thoughts as we're trying to assess whether or not this is a real threat or if it's not a real threat. If everybody could just mute yourself once you come in, that would be wonderful, but I'm going to help you too. <laughs> I'm going to help by muting you as much as I can. Um, just makes it easier for everybody. So yes, please. I'm so glad you're all here. So I want you to notice that um, 
I'm practicing the skills that I'm teaching here every day when I coach as when, when we have our calls with our autistic right. parents, I'm still figuring out what works um, with them. And it, it's not always the same thing for each individual. So that's why I want to give you a whole set of skills. I call it a cabinet, a tool cabinet, a tool chest of skills, because we never know you know, what's really going to work for each other. I remember watching the one time I got a chance to watch um, The Good Doctor when the the love interest was talking to the mentor and she was saying, how do I find my way in? And he said, you're just going to have to try it until you figure it out. And that is um, why I offer so many different options. And I'll explain more about that. So Let's get right into today. I promised I would help you with who I am at my core. Those are our strengths. We know that. What will I do to get what I want? That's your light, the the actions that you take and you put those right on your um, Google Tasks app and you decide what you want in each of the 10 areas and then you pick one to focus on. And today we're going to focus on how do I outsmart my anxiety because um, there are lots of ways to do this. And I just uh, I, I just want to assure everyone that our kids get better with time. It's um, I have seen it happen. I mean, we have neurodiverse kids who are in their fifties, and I see the improvements. Do I see them change? No. The kids we got are the kids we got. They're not going to change. Do they level up their skills over time? Absolutely. Because they have figured out what works for them and they have figured out that it's important enough to learn and practice these skills. And what I want to do in the art of adulting is give you a whole tool chest and we can pick and choose which ones we have, but at least we're all on the same page. That's what I'm trying to do. So today we're going to work on outsmarting our anxiety using the tools. So the way we're going to do that is we're going to talk about, you know, why are we anxious? How do we help? How to have warm conversations with our kids and a bonus, which is a mantra that I've been using lately, especially, and I think I'll probably use it forever that will help um, with sleep. It helps me get my thoughts to slow down enough and to reassure um, my body that all is well, my vagus nerve, and I can I can now go to sleep. So this fascinating research came from this book by Martin Neff and Sally Winston, that the vast majority of highly anxious pa patients will carry, share three characteristics. The first is sensitivity to certain triggers. We know this. That's why we call it walking on eggshells. We, we do our best to avoid whatever triggers are out there, but you know we can't avoid them all the time. Sometimes we just have to tell them what to do. And often that's one of their first triggers is they don't wanna to be told what to do. None of us wanna to be told what to do, but sometimes when it's an emergency and it's stuff that they just have to do, we have to. So we can't always avoid triggers, but being aware of what triggers are out there is just the best approach for us. We wanna know what our triggers are. I have triggers and we want to know what our loved ones triggers are. 
everyone's triggers are. We just want to be aware of what they are so that we know when we're walking in landmines. We just want to know it's okay. Um, you know, we're not going to get any stronger if we just lift styrofoam weights in the gym. It's going to be hard. It's okay that it's hard. And that's the point that we're trying to, um, yeah, we're trying to do. I, I was talking to a very successful 81-year-old neurodiverse father who said, my life is routines. So that's, you know, if there's a routine that works, let's put it in place. And I, I've known him 41 years um, and I've seen the routines change, you know, as life changes, they're down in Florida more now than they are in, in the Northeast because it's warmer. And so they have new routines, but the routines really, really help. And so the better I get to know what works for, you know, folks that have been neurodiverse their whole life, I think the better I can apply what they tell me to what happens inside of my family. The second characteristic of people who are highly anxious is their disproportionate focus on the future. So notice when we are triggered, it's because we're worried about what's going to happen next. That's our nervous system trying to keep us prepared with, you know, with the right reaction. So the second characteristic is the disproportionate, just we're just overly focused on the future. Of course, that's where mindfulness comes into play and we want to become present. Not so easy to do, but it's interesting, you know, it's good to know what the goal is. The third characteristic is a consistent tendency to catastrophize. So this is not a gorgeous future that we're imagining. This is one where everything goes wrong. It's such a common, it's just the way it works. Oh my God, this is going to be awful. I'm not going to have enough money. They're never going to be okay on their own. You know, we can just catastrophize the future. They're going to, you know, they're going to die penniless and homeless and no one's going to know. I mean, it just, there's, yes, this is what's happening. It's good to know. And those, those catastrophic thoughts are the ones we need to become aware of. So it's that, and it's just that focus on what can go wrong. Then considering the many possibilities of what things could go right. Now that doesn't mean we say, oh, wait, stop catastrophizing. Here's all the things that could go, could go right because they don't want to hear that. And I'm going to give you a really good example of an autistic person in just a minute. So yes, we identify and notice our patterns, but it's, we're, you know, it, we're trying to, it, we can't teach them when their anxiety is high. It's just not possible. I mean, we know how that feels when somebody tries to give it, us advice when we just really want to get it out and share it with someone we know we love and who cares about us. So but here's the thing, again, with these Martin and Sally who wrote this wonderful book. They're both therapists and um, there's so much to learn. To overcome anxiety, we have to I, understand and identify the ways in which they avoid. Avoidance is the problem. That's our problem, too. We avoid this. We're walking on eggshells because we want to avoid. I mean, we've been taught to do this. I remember when I was little. My kids would, my, my parents would say, stop crying or I'm going to give you something you really are going to cry about. You know, I mean, I, I was taught, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We were told, we were, our concerns, our emotions were dismissed. 
that makes perfect sense. Our parents were raised in an era where if you showed any weakness, other people could take over the resources that you had. It makes perfect sense. It's just not as useful right now. What we really want to do is to um, reverse the avoidance and, and, and disempower anxiety by being willing to feel the discomfort that comes with the, the, the bodily sensations that just come from being anxious. Easier said than done, right? Easier said than done. And especially, um, you know, when we've been trying to distract our kids all along and try and re redirect them to something else. And that's what we did most of the time when they were younger. It's not easy to do now. So it's really a pattern change for all of us. And it's it's humbling. It's It's very humbling. Okay, so... What we want to do is we want to validate. I get why you feel the same the way you do. I get it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense is one of the best things to say to somebody. You're upset and it makes perfect sense. It's not the same as saying you're right or I agree with you. It's just I understand your perspective. Your emotion is valid. So what we want to do is to reflect. We want to say it seems like you're upset. Um, because you're not getting what you want. So it seems like you're upset because you feel whatever the emotion is, and that makes a perfect sense. We just want them to know that we see and we hear and we love them. And yeah, we get what's going on. So let me show you a video clip of Paul, who's um, an autistic, wonderful autistic um, advocate, and, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Ah, what did they do? Hold on, I gotta go back over here. I just love tech, don't you? Oh. All right, so this is my whole screen. That I'm gonna make it big enough so you can see Paul. So this is just a clip, 20 second clip. And what I need someone else to say is, I understand that you're worried that it's not gonna be okay. And then at the very least, I know that they have understood why it's not okay and it will not be okay until it actually gets resolved because and what i need someone else to say all right so that was paul from autism on the um on the inside and he is just um such a wonderful advocate for neurodiversity and is himself neurodiverse so i really love listening to autistic people tell us especially autistic adults tell us what works what really does work. So we um, we don't have to guess anymore. So um, this is the process we want everybody to do. We want us, we, we are gonna, you know, really want to take in what's happening, sum it up and say it back, sort it out in our own heads and sort it back to them succinctly. Now, this is not easy, right? I'm just hoping, am I back on, hold on. Let me just make sure that I'm in the right place. I'm still with you, but I just want to make sure. <clears throat> can you just see me or can you see my screen? Can you just see me? Okay, good. All right, I did the tech right. This is um, this is always a challenge. Okay, so um, let's see. I don't know if I ever get back there. Anyway, all right. So we just notice that this takes time. This takes energy to really listen well to someone else. Um, and I'm... I want us to notice what we're asking our kids to learn how to do too. 
you know, our, our graduates, when we ask them to, to learn how to listen, we just need to, un, we just need to appreciate how much is required, we're requiring there. And this is tricky. So it's the practice over and over again that we really want to, um, we want to practice listening, we want to model it, we want to encourage it in every way that we can. Because here we are, when we attune to our feelings with attention, acceptance, appreciation, and affection and allowing, this is how we grow as a person. And another um, quote from those, those two at the therapist thing, the more accurate formulation of modern anxiety treatment stresses better tolerance of distressing feelings. We don't want to ask them right then to change their thoughts, to change their feelings, but first focus on tolerating and helping them evaluate what they think and feel. What matters most is not what they feel, but how they feel about what they feel. <laughs> it's, it's really it's really getting an awareness of what's going on both at the body and in the mind. And so I offer these seven essential adulting habits and that we practice these every day of the week. And then when we're done that week, we go right around and start again. And we just keep practicing these skills over and over again, because this these are the skills that will help us adapt to what's going on. The first one is to accept what is, and that's how we take our power back. When we argue with reality, we lose 100% of the time. That's Byron Katie. We control what we can, our attitude and our actions. The first step in every AA meeting is that serenity prayer where we separate, you know, we get the serenity to uh, accept the things we can't control and the courage to change the things we can and the wisdom to separate them out. That's what we do on Sunday. It's a wonderful day to do that. And, you know, here's my very first coach, which our teacher that really got me to understand what was going on, which is Pema Chodron. She's a, an American divorcee turned into a Buddhist nun. And she's just, I listened first because my daughter was giving me, just was making me angry all the time. And I found her book, um, Don't Bite the Hook. And it's actually not a book. It's a video recording of her doing, it's a sound recording of her doing a seminar on this very topic that is just fascinating. Fascinating. Okay, so yeah, here's the thing. The truth is we can never avoid uncertainty and that's what makes us afraid, but that's what we have to accept. And she's just such a wise, you know, 80 something year old. This is our problem with, hey, you, bed. It's always been my dream to have my dog in my office, but sometimes it gets, when both kids are at school or, or both kids are at work, she's here with me, whether I like it or not. All right. Good girl. All right. So what happens is we just, dis we dismiss the discomfort. We don't respond or we immediately go into fix it mode. And that that's not, we're not doing this intentionally. We don't mean to harm them, but these emotions make us anxious and then everybody's anxious. And then we go right into defense mode. You've heard this before. Um, the Asperger experts are really good about saying, you, you know, we just can't 
function when we're in defense mode. So the second thing that we do on Monday is we notice the thought, our thoughts. They create impossibility, possibility, and then inevitability. It, it seemed impossible that we were ever going to graduate from high school, but we did because we changed our thoughts from it was impossible to possible to inevitable. And we decided, okay, I'm going to level up my skills every single grade. I know I'm going to have to do that. And now that our that we've all graduated, we have to start putting the structure in place ourselves to level up where we are. And uh, another thought that goes along with it's, you know, we have to believe in ourselves and translate that into ongoing effort and our wants. This is what we can do. We really want to do that. We want to help our kids be able to do that. Then on Tuesday, we connect, we drop into our body and notice the feeling that comes, you know, first it's that, <gasps> then the second thing, it's like, I'm not good enough or my life isn't going well. That's everybody does that. I'm not good enough and my life isn't going well. And you can just watch the ticker tape parade of thoughts going across your head of how this is just awful. It starts first with that parasympathetic nervous system, just, <gasps> you know, alerting us to danger. And then we're starting to assess in our brains, is this real danger or not? Some cases it is, and we get out. Other cases, we we just freeze because we don't know what to do. Other cases, we fawn. We you know we tell somebody whatever they want to hear. Has that ever happened in your house? Yeah, you know they just they just kind of their eyeballs glaze over and they just nod their head and they say yes, mom, yes, mom, yes, mom, and you know you're not making any because they're fawning. That's their response. That's how they're trying to manage being in that protection, that defense mode. So we really want to see and slow down those thoughts that are spinning in our heads. I recommend a pen and paper. If that doesn't work because of dysgraphia, I recommend the Otter app and have them record their thoughts and watch them being transcribed as they're speaking and it will slow the thoughts down. That's what's so important because all we're doing is if we spin on that thoughts, we're just making our emotions, you know, bigger and bigger. And, and we want to connect because we truly are at the, at the mercy of whatever our nervous system assesses as a danger. So that initial response is going to always happen. And then as we're going, is it real? Is it real? You know, am I good enough? Is my life good enough? And then if we can slow those thought downs, we can find the that 80% of our thoughts are negative. Well, that's because it's trying to protect, our brain's trying to protect us. But 95% of them are the same ones we had yesterday. So often, if we start to re record our thoughts, we can start to see those thought patterns and go, oh, which one of these work and which one of these don't work? Very, it's just... It blows your mind when you start to notice your mind. And our kids are at the ripe age to do this because they're in their 20s. The 20s is when it's going to happen the most. And the 30s, hopefully, they'll start to understand more about, you know, they'll start to have some habits, some routines in place that help them get through those catastrophic thoughts that they're creating. Hey. Lynn, do you care that your screen is still showing like your whole screen? Because I, I know you're recording, so I thought maybe you'd want to fix that. Oh, I, that's what I was wondering. Am I? I don't know how to get back to that screen. So hold on. 
That's not it. Oh God, I love hate technology. Hey, I'm just going to deal with it. <laughs> okay. I just, Thanks. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. Thank you very much for letting me know. I just don't know what to do anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So thank you very much for letting me know. I really appreciate it. Okay. So on Wednesday, this is when we ground ourselves and how we show up, what we want and what we want will do to create it. And we focus on what matters. And that's when we go and we just review our life GPS. We want to show up in our strengths. We, we look at each of the 10 domains. We know we have to take care of all 10 because that's just life. But we're really focusing on what we want to do next. Usually it's just one thought, one major project. Like for me, this, this masterclass for the last month has been my major focus. And then because it really matters to me. So it, I love doing this work. I love figuring this stuff out. And I really, really appreciate you being there so I can share it with you. So here's my life GPS. Um, yes, Daphne, go back to bed. Now, shh. Um, I just took her out, you guys. So it's not like she needs to go. <laughs> just so you know, she's fine. She just, you know, gets a little nervous around this time of the day. So here's where my essential virtues are. Here's my daily practices that I'm going over with you right now. And here's what I want and what I will do. So I have it all on one page. I look at it on the regular. I recite this every time I take a shower. I know that's really nerdy of me, but it, it's the only way I could get it to stick in my brain. It's this repetition. Had it had to, I have to think about it every single day. And when I, you know, when I, we have 10 fingers and 10 toes. So the 10 things I know that I want, I push back the cuticles on my fingers and the 10 things I'm going to do, I push back the cuticles on my toes. It just is a, it's a routine for me that sets my life GPS into my brain and keeps it in there. So when we think then on Thursday, this is when we really, we really focus on slowing down and noticing those thoughts and decide which ones really work for us. We look at those three questions that I went over yesterday. What's happening? Remember the what is outside of our control, but our thoughts and emotions are the so what and our now what is the action and the result. And then we go to the Spock hand and the results that we create always start with our thoughts. And these are all the things that we can control. We can't control what's happening on the outside. Yes. Oh, my GPS is way too small. Yes. And the slides, um, I'm going to, I'm going to probably pick a few slides like that one in particular, that would be great. You're going to have the, the replay and the transcript. And then if I really get ambitious, I will I'll put the transcript at the podcast first. And then if I'm really, really, I have enough time, I'm going to take the transcript and put the slides in exactly where I was talking about them in a document that you can have. Now, this is going to take me hours, folks. So you better download it and use it. That's all I have to say, because <laughs> it takes a lot of time to do this. On Friday is when we commit to, to acting to create the results we want. And we notice what we're not getting done. And then we find, oh, the thought is that's going to take too much energy, or I really don't want to do that, or, you know, whatever, or yuck. I mean, it can be as simple a thought as yuck. And then we decide, okay, I know this is important. It has to get done. 
Let me, those are the thoughts. It's important and has to be done. That would be good enough to get me going. Because um, here's the thing. The opposite of yes is not no, it is control. So I was just coaching a, 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 a graduate yesterday. And I mean, the habitual response to anything I suggest, anything their mom suggests is no and argue. And I get it. I get it. The brain in his case, in their cases, they're just, they just don't want to feel something painful. They just don't want to do the work. They don't want to feel the vibration of the uncertainty. I get it. And so we just keep, we just practice dropping into the body, feeling that uncomfortable feeling and realizing that it's no big deal. And that takes repetition, a lot of it. And that's what we're doing when we partner. We outsmart the struggles on Saturday by trying to make, by coming up with solutions together so that we can make peaceful progress together. So these are the seven adaptive practices, essential adaptive practices so that we can deal with whatever comes up. And if you come into the art of adulting, I promise you that I'm going to have even more options for you. So we really have to look at the point of collaborating. It feels better. It's more connected. Two heads are better than one. We, it helps us to tolerate the feelings that come up. It says, um, you know, I'm willing, I'm confident because I'm willing to try. That's all confidence is. It's a great tool. And, you know, this Hillary Jacobs Kendall is one of my favorite teachers. She's, she teaches a lot about, um, you know, really noticing what's going on inside and then what, how do we adapt to that? I just caution us all. And, and I read this to myself a lot. We need to go slow. We need to make sure that, that we both feel safe, that we're operating from love, that we're optimistic, that the skills can grow. You know, I get, I read a lot of moms and parent, other parents, other loved ones saying, um, grandparents saying, it just seems like it's impossible, but it's possible as long as we're willing to be optimistic. And then of course, wise, and that wisdom comes from practice. So let's let just know that this, I don't have a magic wand. I wish I did. If I mean, it was my dearest wish when I was seven, it hasn't come true yet. And I'm 66. So I don't think anyone's going to give us a magic wand. I think we have to go through this to level up our skills and then come back and go through it again in a never ending spiral to get better and better at what, at life, period. So I do wanna also encourage you to, to notice that um, we often focus on the gap, which is where we are versus where we want to be. And that's, it's so easy to notice that because our brain directs us to that because if we're in danger, if we're using too many resources, or if we're um, not connecting with our, our people, you know, that, that triggers a warning in our, you know, in our body that we have to figure out. So just notice when we're noticing the gap and remember how far they have come. It's amazing how far they've come. It's amazing how far we've come as parents. So let's just make sure that we focus 
not just on the gap, but we also really direct our brain. We're going to have to tell it to because it doesn't do that naturally. We're going to have to tell it to notice how far we've come. And, you know, it, this is one of Discipline is Destiny, Ryan Holiday, great author. Do the best you can. Do it over again and then still improve. If ever so slightly those retouches, it's a beautiful um, irony. You're never content with your progress and yet you're always content because you're making progress. Just love those words. And here's from the 15 things they forgot to tell us about autism. This Debbie Ellie has the best sense of humor if you've ever gotten a chance to read her book. At times she says, I'll be as lost as you. I'm, I'm right there. But fear not, I have my truck's trusty sort of humor acts through the awful jargon and historical mythology that surrounds the, the spectrum. As we wade through traditional definitions and the assumptions that people make about autistic people, let's put the world to rights. Let's tell them how it really is with love, warmth, and laughter. Because, you know, we really do love our kids. And thank goodness we, um, we can have them. And in some cases, longer than people with neurotypical or whatever we want to call somebody that doesn't have an autistic brain, I feel fortunate that my kids still are, um, I'm still available to advise them in this young, in their young adulthood. And they still want to hear what I have to say. Well, not always, but anyway, most of the time. <laughs> so wellness is this byproduct of our ability to tolerate our internal experiences. That's the bottom line. That's how we outsmart anxiety is being willing to feel the, emo the, the vibrations that happen in our body and to watch the thoughts that our brain creates. That's how we outsmart it. We are wired to heal, to learn, to grow, and to transform. We are going to be fine. They are going to be fine as long as we just, you know, know what we want to do next and we start working on it. So I do want to also just throw this right in here. This is from, um, oh God, feel the fear and do it anyway. This book where she says, or this map where she says the no-lose map is there's a choice, we either win or we learn, period. I think that's a great one. Now, here's my gift, and this is a sleep mantra. So here's what I do when I'm trying to fall asleep. Breathe in, breathe out, feel the fear, hear the doubt, listen to my brain offering me all the doubtful questions. Then I breathe in and breathe out again. I know I will figure it out. Breathe in. Breathe out, small steps count. So here's what I'm suggesting that you can do. I do mine in the shower. You can do yours before you go to sleep. Breathe in, breathe out. I am strong, um, compassionate, active, regulated, and focused. You wanna just keep breathing in and breathing out as you recite, that, recite those five things. Breathe in, breathe out. I will create a masterclass that summarizes everything I've learned about how to increase independence with my autistic graduates. Breathe in, breathe out. I will anchor, believe, connect. I'm sorry. I will accept, believe, connect, anchor, um, think, act, and partner. And I just keep breathing in and breathing out. And, and then I, I don't even know half the time where I stop. I just fall asleep. So I just wanted to quickly let you know that inside the art of adulting, we have coaching calls, a self-paced course, 
that um, Carol and I developed together and a tool chest, which is a PDF. It's now over 200 pages of all the tools. I'm going to keep growing. It will keep growing. Um, my mentor, uh, my, co my coach who I got certified with that um, has a new book out called Arate and he has 531, 31 or 21 um, tools that he believes works. I would, I did 300 hours of training with him and I'm just doing, I'm just picking the ones that I know work for me, my kids and for my members. So that's, what's going to be in that tool chest. It's a hundred dollars per family per month. And in the first week is free. Okay. How'd I do? All right, good. The timing is great. I am ready for your questions. So yes, Tamara, I get it. I can't read your GPS. Yeah, the GPS is too small. I agree with you. I've given it all to you over the, the time we've been together. It's just in one place, which is kind of handy. So um, you know what I might do if I can, see how well I can do this. I might find the place and put it in the chat where I can share it. So anyway, while you're thinking about your questions, I would love to, I'm going to see if I can put it in here. No, it's not there. I don't, I don't know where it is. All right. Because I, I redo it all the time. That's the thing. It's, it's not a, a dead document. The author's of all of the books that I've quoted, except I forgot to put the one about feel the fear and do it anyway on that slide, are all on the slides. So it sounds like I really do need to go and create the slides from day one, two, and three so that you have those. And I, I hope to get that done soon. So let me see if I can. Lynn, I just sent it in because I had screenshotted and cropped it. <laughs> ah, thanks, Christina. I appreciate it. Because Christina is my newest member of the Art of Adulting. I'm so happy to welcome her in and I can't wait to meet her every day. So what would you say are my top five books? Um, gosh, um, I would here. Uh, I want you to know that inside the Art of Adulting, inside the tool chest, there is a, um, the last part of it is all of my teachers and all of the books and all of the links to what they have taught me. So inside the art of adulting, you can get all of them. I know you're looking for the top five. So I would start with something that isn't a book, which was so helpful to me. And that was um, Pema Chodron's Don't Bite the Hook. Believe it or not, she figured out how to make something that Shanti Deva wrote in 600 AD relevant to what happens to us every day. And what was so reassuring about that was we're all human and these are all challenges we face. And so I listened to it while I was gardening, when I was driving, taking the kids to and fro. I've listened to it more times than I can count. And it just helped me understand that what I think creates what the vibrations in my body. So, you know, we get hit by the, oh my God, you know, thing that's happening. The intake of breath and we start thinking about it. And then we think and think and think and think, and we just get, those are the thoughts that's biting the hook. We want to notice those thoughts and figure out which ones really do work for us. And then we want to help our 
graduates do the same thing. And I came up with a lot, I came up on a lot of resistance when I first taught this to my um, two. I've been teaching, we've been working on this for about five, six years. And I was lucky enough that one of my graduates enrolled in a positive psychology course at our local uh, community college. And she took the course and she did really well. She liked the professor and that matters. Whether or not they like the professor, I think is the key. And he said, she came home one day and she said, mom, everything you've been teaching us, they're teaching me in this course too. And it makes more sense. So sometimes they can't hear it from us, but you know, maybe they can hear it from somebody else. And then now she's, you know, it's just, it's fun. In fact, um, one time the, I think where, where they were, she really learned was she went to, to one of her classes. She doesn't take classes anymore, but she went to her, one of her classes dressed up on Halloween. And when she got out of the car, she realized she was the only one who was dressed up and she was so embarrassed. I mean, the shame just, you know, she could barely get to her math class. Thank God she had a great math teacher. Not easy to find um, for people who struggle with math. And she, this math teacher was able to, you know, reassure her, listen to her. She sat through her class and she came home at the end of the class, which I was really, you know, she texted me and everything, but to have somebody there that could face-to-face help her was, I was just a gift. When she came home, she said, you know, mom, you're right. I noticed it was my thought that was making me feel bad. I just, I love it when that happens. You know, we get those aha moments that, um, God, they don't happen very often, do they? (laughs) All right. But when they do, they keep us really going. So, oh, here's Lori. Oh, yay. Thank you. Um, She says, everyone, how the art of adulting has helped our family flourish. So, yes. How many calls are are included in the per month fee? How do I keep the price so low? Okay, what's the art of adulting? The art of adulting is the program. I love these questions. These are so good, Judith. Um, I, I have coaching calls for adults, for the graduates. Um, I will be having them twice a week and for the parents twice a week. So I'll publish the schedule and I'm hoping they will work. They are during working hours. I have promised my family that I would not work on the evenings and weekends. So I am looking to find somebody who would like to do this work with me and would be willing to do um, the coaching calls in the evenings. And it might be easier if you live on the West Coast, because then the time zone will help the folks on the East Coast. But, um, you know, we'll see. That's what I'd love to do. I just haven't quite expanded that. And the way the reason why I keep the price so low is because I'm determined to make this accessible and affordable, period. Um, and it's not, there is a PDF inside. I hesitate to call it a book because I would really hate for you to spend the money to print it because I'm continuously updating it. So when you come inside the art of adulting, there's a link, you can copy it anytime you want and you'll get the most current version. And then I would throw out the other version. I wouldn't keep it on your, you know, on your, um, in your cyberspace because you don't need to. So, um, no need to answer the adulting question. Okay, how many hours per month of coaching when we get you coaching? Our, it's all it's me for now. It's all via Zoom. Um, and it's, you know, I just do it every week. I do take some time off 
I do take the week between um, the, the holiday week between Christmas and New Year's off. I am going to, we were planning on going for two weeks in April with our kids. So I will, you know, it'll be sprinkled in there, but I, the last vacation I took, I still did the coaching. I still did the calls because it gives me such fuel for what I do. And I don't ever stop thinking about this. So it's just who I am. So um, I'm going to be there. I want it to be consistent because the more consistent it is, the more routine it is, the more likely we'll show up. That's what we're trying to do is built it into our routines because we know that works. So these are very good questions. And please keep asking me any questions that you have. I really want to hear them. Um, in the meantime, let's see if I can find, see, this is my problem because um, I can't get back to that screen. There's got to be a way. Is there a way for me to do this? I don't understand what's going on. Uh, all right. Um, hey, if it's all right, if you just want to hear her voice, Lori, would you unmute yourself? Because I can't figure out how. I don't know what happened. Why I can't get back to my Zoom screen, even when I push Zoom. It doesn't let me. Um, could you just unmute yourself and tell tell everybody what it's been like for you? What, what it was like before and what it's like now? Sure. Um, Lynn, about, about um, unsharing the screen, it might be the green button at the bottom that says share screen. If you click that again. Thank you, Lori. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Figured it out. Yeah. Okay. So where are you, Lori? I want to, if you wouldn't mind, I don't see your name on my list. I know you're here though, because I can hear your voice, but can you turn, if you want, oh, there you are. Oh, you're on your camera too. Great. Wave so everybody knows that that's who you are. And um, just if you could, I would appreciate it. Um, do I make For sure. Call? I'm happy to. Um, Only you I can apologize. See I have a bit of a froggy throat. So hopefully, hopefully I won't start coughing. Okay. But anyways, what I wanted to say um, was that um, my daughter is... A, 23 years old and she was diagnosed when she was 21 with high functioning autism and before we met Lynn which was last summer in summer of 2022 she was not flourishing so um she had two failed attempts at university so she was she was wanting to be a registered nurse and the course load was just really heavy and we didn't have any accommodations in for her and it just it just didn't go well. So they let her try a second time and she unfortunately she didn't didn't do well. Um, we we um, had a really negative atmosphere at home. So there was a lot of um, criticizing and just our relationship with her was was really terrible and we were pretty desperate. We found Lynn and it really, Lynn really helped us so much because now we're on our way to flourishing. We certainly still have, have um, problems, um, but things are just going so much better. So um, what's happening right now is last year, our daughter um, started going to technical school to take, um, vet tech 
courses. And she has now completed a quarter of the program successfully. And she even just got a $2,000 scholarship for students with um, autism. And so we're so proud of her. And our relationship with her is just so much better. And actually, um, I... I really want to say that Lynn has helped us so much. So we just really appreciate everything that Lynn has done. And what and I know Lynn has Lynn has brought in so much information from all kinds of different experts. And the thing about that is um it's been so helpful, but actually what's been the most help was actually bringing a problem to Lynn and asking her what what would she do because she would be able to um open up the tool chest and find something that was helpful um like for me she's she's explained all this all of these different things but it was just too much for me to apply because i don't know it as well as lynn does so i'd explain the problem and lynn would say oh well let's you know this this expert has this this idea let's try it let's apply this so so this is this has been just so great um so basically now we're not not so worried about our daughter's future and that's that's just just huge i mean we certainly still have problems and and lots of concerns but um and there but we still have lynn to to ask us ask for ask for help and and thank you so much, Lynn. Oh, so so much. I would say I would 100% recommend Lynn's Art of Adulting program. We've been members since last summer. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. It's it's really gives me so much fuel to see, um, you know, what there's nothing better to see how you all have done. And I'm so excited. I mean, I just can't, you know... I can see the future with her graduating and finding a good place because thank goodness the, the program she's in has a lot of internships. So she's going to be exposed to a lot of different places where she could work. And then we're going to figure that out because it's it's not just getting the degree. Now we got to get the job and now we got to do well in the job. So there's just more to do. So um, Christina asked, does your daughter participate in the coaching? Um, so she did at the beginning for sure. Um, she hasn't lately because she's been so busy with school. So it's been um, mostly my husband and myself, mostly myself, actually. But um, but yes, she um, Lynn has a couple of times a week where where the um, graduate can participate and a couple of times for for the um, the parent as well so yeah so, it, it's been great seeing the the graduates participate I was I wasn't sure you know how well a group setting would work for people on the spectrum and I'm going to tell you that it works better for some than others so I'm not going to say that this is a universal solution um, so that's what I like about come in for the first week have them look at some of the replays they're all in there there's five months worth of replays. So there's probably, what is that, about 20 of them now. So they get an idea of what the class is like. 
let them know they can, it's a Zoom, it's a call, it's not through Zoom, it's through a different place, but they can come on without their video, without their voice and only participate in the chat. And that has been very effective to reduce the concerns of the graduates that come. Some don't ever show up on camera and they are some of my strongest participants. And that's okay. If they just don't wanna show up on camera, I get that, that's fine. Um, and we do a lot in the chat and on occasion, they will unmute themselves and say something. But that's after weeks of participating just on the chat. So I'm happy to ease them into what works best for them and they can stop wherever it makes sense for them. So I really, um, I want to be 100% transparent that it's not gonna work for everybody. It just, I wish I had the magic wand, I don't. But I can tell you that the ones that do come, they believe they're making progress and their, and their, you know, their parents and grandparents tell me that they've turned corners. So that's all we're trying to do is we're just trying to go up that spiral one bit at a time. And we can do this that, you know, I know from the people that I know who are in their eighties, who are, who have now figured out that they're neurodiverse. I, I know that there are plenty of good lives lived out there by the 200, at least 240 million people in the world who have autism. We, and I just, what I'm trying to do is make it easier and, sh and faster for you to get what you need. And, and I do it myself. And then if I figure out it works for me, then I ask my kids, my graduates to try it. And then if it works for my graduates, I bring it to my members. And that's, um, you know, that's because I want to know everything I can to be the best guide I can be for my, uh, my kid and my graduates. And um, it has, and, and for my members, and it has really helped me grow as just, you know, just as a person, period. And that's, that's what this is all about. This life is all about. So, okay, how can I, how can we make use of the work, workbook? Oh, okay. So that's a very good question. Um, your graduate works eight to five, Daniel. What time zone are you in? Hold on, Christine. Just what time zone are you in, Daniel? I just want to know. Um, central. Oh, good. Okay. So if you're central, eight to five. I haven't, it, so that's, it's going to be tough. I haven't yet started an AM class uh, call because that's when I do a lot of the writing and, and um, other work that I have to do. So um, let me think about if I can add an AM call as well. I've got two, two afternoons or it's either at one or three on different days. And I'm really considering starting one at nine, which would be, no, nope, that would be eight year time. So that still wouldn't help. Oh gosh. I really wish that I could clone myself and have somebody, you know, and continue working uh, 12 hours a day. But my family has told me that that's not an option. <laughs> so, Good question. All right. So how do you make the best use of the notebook? You want to, the workbook that I provided, you really want to, yeah, either watch the replays or when I get them done. So give me some time, um, read the um, transcripts so that you can really uh, take it one thing at a time. But the first thing is you get the, the strengths. BIACharacter.org has a wonderful survey that they can take that takes about 10 minutes. 
And inside that workbook, you'll see an actual PDF from viacharacter.org. So the address is right there. The second thing is you want to interview them or have them write down what they've already created, what they want next, and what they're willing to do. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to have all 10 domains completely filled out, but let's get started. Then they take that, the 10 domains and what they're going to do next, and they put it on their Google Tasks. On their, and then make sure they can get to it on their phone. And almost everybody I know has, is, has Google Tasks because of the email. Everybody has, almost everybody has a Gmail. And then, um, then the, next, the last thing you do is you, you download that, the, um, the practices. And we just start with acceptance on Monday, Tuesday is belief. We just start noticing our thoughts around acceptance. You know, I hate this. My life would be so much better if they weren't autistic. You know, all those thoughts are, we're not accepting. It's just good to notice them. The minute we notice them, they're going to start to move. That's what quantum Phillips physics suggests. Um, the calls in the group are not one-on-one. They there's usually four to six people that come. So I try to keep the group small enough so that I can give everybody the attention they deserve. And when it, if it ends up being too many and it never has yet, but if it ends up being too many people, I'll just start another group because I want to make sure that people get the attention. Um, most work days, my son works six to six a.m. to five and has one hour travel each way. Oh, I'm so sorry. Whew. Yeah, I got to find somebody who wants to do this work on Saturdays and weekends uh, and evenings. I just, I need to find somebody. So if anybody wants to become a coach, um, let me know. Because um, I really want to expand my hours. I, yeah. And then, of course, the second best, best to cloning myself is you can always watch the replays. Yes. And inside the art of adulting, you can ask me a question. And when you ask me a question, I will create your personalized video that I will send to you that you can watch whenever you want. So if your young adult is willing to watch the young adult calls or the, the, you know, the graduate calls, and they're willing to send me whatever questions or concerns or problems or sticking points they have, I will create a personalized video coaching them on that specifically that only they can see and they can watch whenever they want. I, I'm just determined to help make this world a better place for more people. And um, this is the way I do it. So inside the art of adulting, I forgot to put that in my little chart here, but yes, it's coaching calls. And then I create custom coaching videos. If they click on the ask Lynn and fill out the form, which is just write down what their concern is. And when they do that, then I get their email address and I know where to send the video. So that's what, why they have to do it inside the course. They can also just reply to just reply to one of my emails. I know I've sent you enough of those. So just reply to my email. And if I can, I will um, also do that. So um, yeah, so I need to do something with Lori. I'm sorry, you're still on the screen. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know how to take you out of host mode. Ah, just love this. Okay. So, okay, I'm so excited to be in the members. I am so excited to have you all inside the Art of Adulting. I'd love to get to know you better. And I'd love to hear the stories, the, you know, the challenges and the celebrations. Um, and, 
you know, we all are here to support each other. And sometimes the best ideas come from our graduates and other times the best ideas come from our, our parents and grandparents. And, and then when they are, I'll, I'll grab them and I'll put them right inside that tool chest because I'm willing to learn from all of you. Then you can take Lori out of host mode in the participant section. If you go into participants and click on her name. I have to click on her name. I, I think so. It should give you a menu next to her name. It doesn't. It just gives me this little more drop down. And I don't, I don't Does, know. What's in the drop down? Uh, chat. Hmm. I know. Ah, anyway, sorry, Lori. <laughs> That's okay. Light. I can just see, I can see your screen, Lynn. I didn't think I was yeah, um, there anymore. Because that, that, that's how I'm, I'm on focus mode. I figured that part out. Oh, there's always so much to learn, isn't there? There just is. Yes. Yes. And it keeps changing. They keep updating and changing it. Keep yeah. you on your toes. Yep. Yep. Just because we don't want to get bored, do we? <laughs> All right. It's 12 o'clock. Thank you everybody for being here. I so appreciate your time. I'll be sending you more emails that show you how to, that have the link to sign up or, and then they have a link to a page that tells you more about it. And you can always email me. And next Wednesday, I will be live um, at 11 o'clock as I am every Wednesday or most Wednesdays. So please come then and um, sign up for that so I can send you the link and send you email reminders too. So Cindy's saying, my son is 14, but I want to prepare him as I grow. Yes. Okay, I advocate for autism and need. All right, well, if, if you want me to give you, I'll give you the sign up link right now. Um, there we go. Copy link. There you go. All right, that's the link to sign up. And um, now that's the link that tells you all about it. And this is the link. Whoops. This is the link to for the payment page. I don't want to go there. I just want to copy it. Oh my. So let me copy that link and put that there too. All righty, y'all. I'll be emailing. I hope to see you next Wednesday. All right. Thanks, Lori. Thanks, Thank you. Carol, for coming. I really appreciate um, everything you've done, Christina, too. Bye for now.